What's happening, everyone? And welcome to another episode of Unparalleled Sports Talk with your host Kwame Fisher-Jones. As always, I am him. And the best part of my week, I'm joined by my man Chris Franklin. Talk some NFL. Beat writer for the Beat writer for NJ.com. I have been screwing that intro up for like the last three weeks. <laughs> beat writer for the <laughs> NJ.com. My man Chris Franklin. What's good, Chris? No, man, you're good, man. I'm doing well, man. How about yourself? Man, I have I'm in an, between an epic battle with my GoPro 10 trying to figure this sucker out. <laughs> and it's driving me crazy, man. And it's like, you know, I'm old enough to remember when we used to pay people to do these things, and you're seeing like 10-year-olds figure out these things. So you're like, I'm trying to get it. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. A lot going on in the sports world. NBA All-Stars are mentioned. That's a story for another day. But the big story to me, it, it's two big stories. The first big story is Jim Harbaugh goes to San Diego. But the bigger story, or excuse me, I said San Diego, Los Angeles, formerly known as the team in San Diego. But the big story is that Bill Belichick still has not gotten a job. And we have been told for years how great of a head coach he was. But then he lost Tom Brady. And the shine went away. And we saw a losing record in Cleveland. We saw a losing record in New England. We saw struggles um, identifying top talent assistants. And before we know it, Jim uh, Bill Belichick is without work. So before I go into my diatribe, why is Bill Be- why Raheem Morris over Bill Belichick? Why eight other people unknown over Bill Belichick? <laughs> it's crazy, but I think a lot of times when you look at the way that these head coaches, how they have to have all these certain things, you have to be a play call, you have to do that. I think the one that you're seeing most is they want somebody younger who can connect with the players. I really think it's one of those things where you look at when you hear the stories coming out of New England about how it was basically the, with the Patriot way being so stuffy and military-like and, and that regiment. I think when you see – all these coaches that are being hired for the most part, they're all younger guys who weren't too far, either weren't too far removed from being a player and or, or just coming out of the college ranks and, and have those quote, 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 innovative ideas, but they can relate to the players a little bit more. And I also think it helps when you see like D'Amico Ryans, you know, the Matt LaFleurs of the world are having quick success. And, and you see when you look at these locker rooms, the players all praise them for how they connect with them. So, I think that's one of the biggest things that's really going against him right now. And I also have to wonder, did he ask for a little bit more personnel control that the mm. the Falcons weren't really uh, were willing to let up? That's another thing I'm thinking about, too. Well, what about you, man? You know, you're, you're, you're great. You're tactful. You're graceful. I'm, I'm much more abrupt. I'm much more. I'm a tourist. <laughs> I'm more of a bull in a china shop. I think the jig is up. I believe the jig is up. Los Angeles, formerly known as San Diego, took a guy that hasn't coached an NFL game in 10 years. This is on the heels of the Raiders, formerly known as Oakland, firing their second head coach when they brought a guy back, second head coach from when they brought a guy back who had been out of the NFL for I don't know how many years. We all remember the disaster that was John Gruden in in Oakland slash Las Vegas. We remember that. We remember the $100 million contract. I believe that most football people look at Bill Belichick as arguably a great head coach. But I think those that are close to the game, closer than you and I, 
guys that advise these owners, guys that work for these agencies that come out or um, what it, the firms that come out and vet coaches for them have told them, look, the bottom line is this guy doesn't pick good assistance. He hasn't developed a quarterback outside of Tom Brady. And we know what Brady did without him. And we know what he did without Brady. Do you really want to spend, and he's 8,000 years old. What is Bill Belichick? 71, 72? So, think, but he had the first, uh, super, I think he was playing Super Bowl one, knowing him. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or, or with Polaroids, illegally filming it. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it, it just, I mean, and you know his, you know his work, you know his assistance. There is no, there's no unknown with Bill. And it's telling to me that the Chargers went with a guy who had been out of the league for a decade, Chris, a decade. They went with a guy, Raheem Morris, who struggled when he was a head coach. And I, I know he's been an assistant, but I'm almost certain he's been out of the head coaching ranks for over a decade. So this is not. I, I I believe, and I'm just going to say it, I believe that most people inside those walls, when they sit down with Bill Belichick and talk to him, realize this was all Tom Brady. This was not him. This was not him. Am I that far off in that? No, I think you have some very valid points in, in, in terms of that as well, too. And I just, I look at him and, and, and I don't know, I, I I, if this is not, if he's not able to get a job in this go around, I wonder if he goes the way of say like a Bill Coward or anything. And we've seen the last of Bill Belichick. I don't know who, especially if he's a year off, he does whatever. Somebody would hire him in an instant, I think, because he's going to get a cachet of the wing is close. I can see if he get, it'd be funny if he wound up at Fox with uh, Brady and unite them that way. I think that would be funny. But if he can't get another job after this cycle with all those names that were around him, and you see the, and, and you see the way he seems to go on. I think he's done, and it's in a way I I I don't like the uh, first three Super Bowls he won with the allegations around there. But I thought he was a good coach and enabled a good defensive mind to able to scheme things up and get things going. But so it's sad to see that. But I, the fact that there's that one thing I don't think he'll get the Seahawks job. I think we may have seen the last one. I I don't believe he gets the Seahawks job at all because they just fired. I'm sorry. They just <laughs> mutually parted ways with another 70 year old. Yep. And, you know, I wasn't going to go into that room, but I'll go in that room since you opened the door. Those Super Bowls, Spygate, the Baseball Hall of Fame just came out, and we're supposed to believe that Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds aren't Hall of Famers. We're supposed to believe that because of steroids. Could it be that owners feel like, you know what? This dude cheated. No matter how you slice it, he cheated. And he cheated to get he cheated and won the Super Bowl. We don't want him to be the all-time coach, all-time wins as a head coach. We don't want him to have that record. We don't want him to be all-time winning head coach. So I believe the Atlanta and if you I mean, let's 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 call it what it was, Chris. 21 and 38 is Raheem Morris's record. 21 and 38. His last two seasons, he won eight games. I'm gonna repeat that. His last two seasons, he won eight games. And that's the dude they went with over Belichick. <laughs> yeah, it, it, but I think also it kind of I think for Morris it helped a lot. He got the uh, a lot of people around the league were really pushing from uh, players and, and uh, the his name escapes me. I won't say John Sneed, but the Rams general manager was really pushing for him too, and I think that played a role. And when you got yeah. firms like that, well, look at this. We hired, we got somebody new, a fresh voice, and everything else. 
Rams are just laughing because they actually have a draft pick now in 2025. So we do enjoy that. But I, I think that played a role. That I think that also played a role because listen, our, you know Arthur Blank. You know what they, they probably I can see the pitch right now. Arthur, we can really buck the trend here and hire somebody who deserves a second chance and who could be a good mind and is a young coach and everything. I can see all that being played and maybe that took it down or maybe Belichick was like, uh, I, I, I want final say on the pick of your head. Well, I don't talk about that. He <laughs> lost out to a guy because the Falcons hired to Demi- They had Thomas Dimitrov in their uh, front office for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And he was the guy that helped them, helped them turn the corner. But they lost a guy who's on his remix with the Falcons. Because I just remember this when you were talking about it. The reason why I stumbled on if he had been going a decade, for some reason I remember him being coaching. He coached for the Falcons four years ago as an interim head coach. And he was four and seven. And then he went to the Rams. People forget that. So they did not only just say no to Bill Belichick. They took a guy who was 30 years younger, who hadn't been, who technically hadn't been a prepared head coach in over a decade, had been 13 years, who had been a part of the organization before. So they went with the, they went with the, what is it? What is it? The, the girl you know? The, the girl you know? What, I don't know how to phrase it. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm bad with the name. <laughs> <laughs> and look, I'm happy for Ryan Morris. I hope he I hope it's successful his third time around. I just think that for me, the big story here, even Jim Harbaugh, I'm a Jim Harbaugh, I wouldn't say I'm a Jim Harbaugh fan. I'm not gonna go that way. And and I'll save my Justin Herbert commentary for another show. I, another guy that I think looks the part but isn't the part. That old phrase looks like Tarzan plays like Jane. And I'm not saying he plays, I know that's not politically correct, but he looks a part of a stellar quarterback, so he gets a pass. The numbers do lie, and there was only one team that was worse in the AFC than the Rams this year, and it was the New England Patriots. So why would the why would the Rams or, or excuse me worse than the Chargers? It was the New England Patriots. So why would the Chargers want to bring him in? But to go with a guy that's been out for ten years, and yeah, he had success at Michigan. I don't think Michigan's quarterback was it. Uh, um, I want to say McIntyre, but that's not his name. But I don't believe Michigan's quarterback is going to be a elite pro. Colin Kaepernick had a good run with Jim with Jim Harbaugh, but it wasn't anything special. Many can say he brought Alex Smith back from the dead, but it turned out to have a good career. And despite a devastating, it wasn't for a devastating injury in Washington, he probably would have led three franchises to the playoff. I just don't see what the hoopla would be about for Harbaugh. He's a run-first guy. The Chargers have struggled. I would think that adding Belichick to that roster, even because the Chargers don't stay with coaches for a long time outside of uh, Marty Schottenheimer, I would just think that they would have gone that way. So, you know, those two, those two hires are very telling. Carolina, not so much. Uh, what's, what's the other one? We both agree he's not going to get the job in Seattle. The Titans hired Well, yeah, Carolina and the Titans, I don't didn't think they would go that route anyway. I think they wanted to go with the unnamed, a young guy, somebody that they can push around for a little bit. They just, in Carolina, they just promoted a, a former player who had concussion issues. Not saying that people who have concussions issues shouldn't get jobs, but is that the brain trust that you really want to go with? Just saying it, the optics in Carolina don't look good, and they made the bad draft pick, and they're trying to, you know, 
as a Sixers fan, I can tell you, you screw up the top of the draft, it takes a long time to recover. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. end the Belichick section like this. I'm just going to say this. I was a guy who believed Belichick was one of the top head coaches. Then when I sat down and looked at him and then compared him to Nick Saban and then looked at his track record and looked at the wins and looked at the players and looked at the assistant coaches, I saw a very, very, very mediocre coach. And I just wonder if the million, excuse me, the billionaires that own these teams, if they see the same thing. I just wonder that. Because it, it, Atlanta, Atlanta was tailor-made for him. It was perfect for him. A bad conference or a bad, yeah, bad division. There is nobody in that division other than Baker, which will, you know, we'll, we'll just transition to that now. So you were right about the Kansas City Chiefs. I was wrong. I picked Buffalo. Kansas City Buffalo or Kansas City Baltimore. I got a blowout on the horizon here. I see Baltimore rolling over Kansas City. What say you? I like your thinking. I, I really do because I think it, the, the end of the line for the Chiefs right now, you saw uh, I know they made a big deal with Patrick Mahomes, you know, going on the road and winning their first game, but I think it's one of those things where it's a different atmosphere in Baltimore. And you're going to yeah. that defense that's playing extremely well. I, I look at the way they – and that offense of Lamar. Lamar just seems to be just he, – he's on right now. And the one thing that I really like – yeah. He, 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 the MVP, the MVP, he's, he's playing like a true MVP, not only in the fact of throwing or and, and making good decisions, running the ball and what have you, but he's being the guy that can lead that team and be the leader that he needs. I mean, how many times do we see him hold all those guys accountable as the game was going on? Like, hey, I want to say Isaiah Likely when he came to that. Uh, and there's a couple other receivers where he's looking like, hey, you know, run this way. Aguilar, I think it was too. Hey, run this way, run that way. I like what I'm seeing a lot from him. And when you have a quarterback that's rolling the way he does, when he has all the, when you have all those receivers playing the way he is, Andrews is going to be another week healthier. You're going to have that defense, Patrick Queen and, and, and Roquan Smith. I mean, two linebackers that are really playing at the top of their game right now and, and controlling the run game and, and making plays in the passing game. I just look at that whole entire formula and just look and go, you know what? I don't know. I don't see a path for the the Chiefs to run because I can see double Kelsey and then take your chances with everybody else. And I think the defense, their, the Ravens defense can do that and can win. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm a piggyback off of that. I see something that most people are missing right now. I see a guy in Lamar Jackson, was playing with a chip on his shoulder and by that and not in a I'm trying to prove people wrong but I'm going to show you who I really am and it's a different it's a different approach it's it's you know Allen Iverson used to always say I play every game like it's my last and Kobe Bryant would always say you know I want to be prepared I'm, I'm going to be skilled and I'm going to show you that I'm work I work harder than anyone else and there's a different it's a difference in mentality when you attack things that way. And that's what I'm seeing with Lamar Jackson. When he first came in the league, he just wanted to prove everybody wrong, show you kind of listen to all the haters. But now he's playing in a way that says, you know what, I'm better than that. I can do it this way. I'm going to do it that way. I'm going to make the smart plays and we're going to benefit that way. I hope that made sense. And Patrick Mahomes just doesn't have it this year. And not him, but his team. It was a great win in Buffalo, you know, Buffalo. And it's funny, when we did the show last week, I said, you just felt like at some point Buffalo was going to Buffalo. 
Like Buffalo was going to Buffalo, and they did. You know, mm-hmm. with with the turnovers, with the fumbling, was it the first on the opening kickoff they fumbled? Yeah, it was opening kickoff <laughs> they fumbled. But then, you know, being scared and the, like being terrified to give the ball to Mahomes at the end of the game, so terrified that it permeates through the team and the kicker miss, misses a bunny. You know, it just it just it was Buffalo being Buffalo. So at this point, I don't want to say Kansas City didn't beat Buffalo, but Buffalo bef- definitely played a hand in their demise. Now, fast forwarding to Baltimore, Baltimore has been ready. They're primed. They're past Kansas City. It's not about beating Kansas City. It's about winning a Super Bowl. Teams like that usually finish the job. And Baltimore, from start to finish the season, has had that Super Bowl glow. They've always been the better team on the field. I don't think it changes this week. However, what I do think changes is the Detroit Lions being one of the few teams left in the NFL to never play in the Super Bowl. I think the Lions beat the, beat the 49ers this week. Ooh. I know I'm on an island. 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 And I am not a Dan Campbell guy. I thought the biting kneecaps thing was quite ridiculous, and I was a bit offended to think that you want to be out here biting people to somehow <laughs> illustrate how tough you are. But nevertheless, I'm not – I just – I I said earlier before the playoffs started, said into my classes when I before I graduated, if they played a physical team, they would falter. They would they would falter. Green Bay wet the bed. They wet the bed, and to no surprise, they wet the bed because they were still young. Detroit's not going to do that. Detroit is a physical, tough football team, and they think they're going to win this game, and that's all you have to do. And they're going to do something that Brock Purdy doesn't like. And it's not about Brock Purdy's small hands. It's not going to be about the rain. They're going to hit him hard. They're going to hit him hard. And when he gets hit hard, he falters. He either gets hurt or he has bad games. Ask Cleveland, ask Philly last year in the title game, NFC title game. There's no scheme that Detroit's going to do. There's nothing fantastic. They're just going to come out. They're going to hit them. They're going to hit them hard. They're going to make the plays that they have to make. They're going to be the more physical team. They're going to be the hungrier dog. And shout out Jason Kelsey. The hungrier dog always runs harder and faster. I, I can see. See, for me, when I look at it, <laughs> I, I, I like, oh, now, now, which Jason Kelsey? Are you talking about the Jason Kelsey that suits up or Jason Kelsey that hangs out from the press, uh, from the suites that, that, that like Tarzan and drinking the beers and everything else like that for it? Because he didn't look like a hungry oh. dog. He looked like a thirsty dog on that one. <laughs> <laughs> He, but, he was having a ball. God bless him. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. When I look at this game, I think it, I, I look at the way like the, the Lions are a different team when they're on the road. I mean, if they don't when they're in that fast track, that offense is really going. I really think they're they're tough to stop. But when you get them out that element and you put them outside, that's where I think they change it a little bit. And like I said, like like you know, we talk about Buffalo's going Buffalo. Well, golf's going to golf. You know he's got a couple, he's got a couple turnover game, turnover game coming pretty soon. I mean, you know he's got the experience. He he, he played in the Super Bowl before. He, he's familiar with it. But I just really look. I look at the time. I'm thinking, you know what? If it comes close to it, who's going to be the edge? And I think that's when home field takes an advantage of it. I think it's a big Christian McCaffrey game. I think it's one of those things where they just keep it on the ground. And they grind it out, and they really try to out physical because you know Detroit's gonna come in with the physical. I'm pretty, I'm very sure that Kyle Shanahan's gonna say, you know what, I'm gonna prove it wrong. And the 49ers have a lot more pressure on them as well too because they've been in this position many of times, and they know they're they're, they're probably hearing it out there. You'd be a good person to 
talk about this. I don't know how the, the media is covering, but I, I'd hammer him with this, Kyle. You've been here before many a times in this industry championship game. You barely get over to home. You have issues. When's it finally going to happen? Because I think this is the last time this group that they have currently constructed. This is the, the best thing because they got they they got a lot of cap issues coming up and a lot of money they got to pay these guys. So I look at it this way and say, you know what? I think they they realize that they rally the troops. And then they head on to the Super Bowl. Besides, you know, the whole logo uh, conspiracy theory, you know, they got to make sure a red team and a purple team's in it. So, eh, might not make it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, and it would be great to see to see a rematch. But, no, I, I don't believe the 49ers get it done. And I can't really speak to next year. But I can tell you that the same thing that the Cowgirls, or excuse me, that Dallas felt when Green Bay got ahead of them and got their lead. And then they started, you saw Aaron Jones run like his hair was on fire. They're going to have that problem with Detroit. And Brock Purdy did not play well for the duration of the game. He made some plays at the end. But it's going to start seeping into his head. But more so than that, more I don't want to take anything away from what Detroit is going to do. And just rewinding, it sucked that the Eagles lost to the Buccaneers. It, was, it sucked. But you know what would have really sucked? Watching them get hammered by Detroit. That would have been really painful. So – they they dodged a bullet there. You know, they 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 died a fast death instead of, instead of a slow one. When I watched the Lions play against Tampa Bay, watching the resolve that they played with, watching them make plays, and it was, you know, you mentioned golf, gonna golf and and but that team believes in them. That team believes in them and they believe they're gonna win this game. And that's that's more than half the battle. That that's that's 85 to 90 percent of the battle. And what is San Francisco gonna do when Detroit gets ahead? It was different with, with Green Bay because Green Bay never really led the game. It was they were in the game. I believe at one point it was three three. Maybe I, I don't but the Packers, the Packers, no, the Packers did leave lead late. Let me correct myself. They did lead late. And Purdy did make some plays then. But uh, you know, it's it's a different animal in an NFC title game. And it's at home. I don't know what the weather's gonna be like, but it and that could play into their hands because a dome team going outside, but it was beautiful today. It was mid-60s. So, you know, <laughs> it was mid-60s, not a cloud in the sky. <laughs> what would you say? Rubbing it in a little bit. We, we On the East Coast, oh. you know, we, we're crying right now. It, it was warmer, but it's still got snow in our yards, man. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, and we don't have any any, 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 any remnants of snow. I, I had a jacket on, to be honest with you. So, you know, and, and I'm looking up the weather for, for, um, for this weekend anyway in Santa Clarita. So yeah, I, I love I love Detroit's chances. Yeah, Sunday's supposed to be seventy two degrees. Yeah, my man, I like Detroit in that game. I I, I love the Lions <laughs> in that game. Seventy two degrees, partly cloudy. That so that doesn't that doesn't help them at all. That doesn't help the Forty ers at all. Because if one thing you want to do about a dome team, you want it to be cold. You know, you want it to be cold. It's not going to be cold. You want it to be windy. Not going to be windy. You want it to be raining. It doesn't look like it's raining now. It may rain for them. But if it rains, that still plays into Detroit's hands because now you've got a quarterback that allegedly struggles in the rain in San Francisco. Look, all the numbers aside, this this is, should be a cakewalk for the 49ers. They're playing a team that's never been to a Super Bowl. They're playing a team that should just be happy to be here. The 49ers beat the, beat the Eagles in their big game. They beat the Cowboys in their big game. They should be ready to go. Last year they were robbed even though they got beat. Last year they were robbed. And it just it just doesn't feel like that, man. I've been with sports too long. It just feels like the Lions are going to do it. 
And how great of a Super Bowl would it be with the Detroit Lions versus Baltimore Ravens? How great of a Super Bowl would that be? Honestly. It, it would be fun to watch. I think America's team will be Detroit just because they want. I think everybody wants to see them win their first one. But that would be a good game just to see overall and in the, in the fact of how many highlight plays you probably see out there from Lamar and from these skill position players from the Lions. I, that would be fun to watch. Uh, that would be, be fun to watch. But I don't know. I just see them. I just see it. If it came down to, you know, maybe a flag having to be thrown to, to, to procure a San Francisco <laughs> no, one. Yeah. it was a conspiracy, huh? I'm just saying, though, maybe if Debo Samuel has a 50-50 ball, fourth quarter, less than two minutes, and all of a sudden something comes out the back of the end zone that resembles a yellow flag, yeah. <laughs> you know, and if that's what the 49ers need to win, then they really, then, then they really are going to lose. Because Debo, <laughs> well, just a side note, Debo, Debo's still hurt, but I'm just, I'm just trying to think, you know, because last week I talked myself out of betting against Mahomes. And, you know, I just don't see it with San Francisco. And they play that bully role well. But when a bully can't bully anymore, they lose. They always lose. So I got to get you. Before I get you, I want to get a couple thoughts on the Eagles. I wanted Ron Rivera. Not going to lie to you. Not going to, not going to, not going to, uh, whatever. I'm not going to hold you. I wanted Ron Rivera. I thought he was a perfect fit for what they were going to do defensively. And the biggest problem the Eagles have had has been linebackers. Ron Rivera started as a linebackers coach in Philadelphia. So I really thought, and he, he his linebackers when he was in Carolina, he had some of the best ones, Thomas Davidson, Dan Morgan, even though he, he had to retire early. Um, and I'm not forgetting somebody else, but he's had really good linebackers. And he goes out to Washington, and he, and he has success somewhat, but then Del Rio got there and does what Del Rio does. Now, bringing it back, I don't know much about Vic Fangio. I don't know why he's better than Ron Rivera. I know why he's better than Matt Patricia, but I don't know why he's better than Ron Rivera. Why is this a good move for the Eagles? For a good move, it means they don't have to retrofit their whole entire defense because they've basically been trying to run the system for the past two years, and they've actually had the originator of it. So I think that's where it works out that way. And I think a lot of times when you look at the coverage schemes that they have, the, the one thing I'm concerned about the communication because that match zone – that, that match coverage is tough to do. You have to have a lot of people re- being on the same page at the same time for blown coverages. But when it works, you look at the pass rush they, that the Dolphins were able to generate. I mean, they finished third in sacks this past season. You look at the pass rush to generate, that's why I think you bring Fangio in here because you still have the horses up front, minus potentially Fletcher Cox. I mean, we're still waiting to see on that, but it looks like he may not be coming back. But at least he gives you got you, you use the stuff you yeah, I think I think he's the way that Jordan Davis was talking during the locker room cleanout. He made it seem like Fletch was Fletch was done in Philly. The way he's talking about he's going to miss him and everything else. Like, okay, that's interesting, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, uh, I, I think he's done. But at least there, or or I think he's I think he's going to play, but not me, not Philip. Anywho, you still got a lot of good pieces along the defensive line. And you mentioned the linebackers. I really think they need to get. I think they need to address that. With Rivera, he a lot of that stuff with the defense I think happened long before. I know I talked to a couple of people who said there are some questions in, it, in terms of him running a defense, but also you got to look at the overall with the coordinator's position in Philly to begin with. Because if they don't, if they're not successful, you're out for a year. So you can't really get a good young guy to come in there 
and build a thing because there may not be a next year if Nick gets fired and, and the team underachieves again next year. So I think it's a lot. It's be a lot of same, I think you get a lot of the same stuff you saw from the defense. Maybe stuff's tightened up a little bit, communicated, and put in a way that the younger players understand it. Because I did talk to the player who an Eagles player who said that basically it was one of the things where they had issues with the communication, especially with the younger guys and, and them within the defense. So at least you get Vangio in there to teach it and simplify things. Maybe things get a lot better. Now I want to throw another curveball at you. Why won't it work? No, because they don't have the, they, they may not invest in linebackers. <laughs> they may not invest in linebackers. And then if they pick the wrong people to play safety, I think that can play a role. Cause when you look at that back, when you look at that back half, especially the secondary. Well, no, I'll go back seven. Yeah, the Kobe Dean coming back from Liz Frank injury. You got mm-hmm. right now, you have Ben Van Summeren as your only other signed linebacker. The team, Howie Rosen during press conferences, they're really high on Zach Cunningham. Maybe he comes back. Cornerbacks, Darius Slay's coming back. He played decently, I thought, in my opinion, I thought he played decently. James Bradbury had his issues. Then safety-wise, you got Sidney Brown, who you were hoping to become a starter. He's coming off a torn ACL recovery. Reed Blankenship, you know, he shows he could be solid, but there were times when he was burnt. And then you, you still have Kevin Byer technically under contract, so you don't you, you got to throw him in there somewhere. And you look at the backups, Keely Ringo showed he's all right, but it's just too many questions right now this team. And oh, yeah, I forgot. You got Isaiah Rodgers coming back, but you still got Avante Maddox, who hasn't been healthy. So there's a lot going on with this team, and you see the good parts, but if they don't mesh it well and he doesn't, he's not able to get effectively get that coverage scheme over – to them, I think it could be really it could be another repeat of next year. But I think in, in all the hard hearts, I think the defense will be better. But I think it's going to be more like a middle of the pack type defense. And that might just be good enough for them, depending yeah. on who they name offensive coordinator. That might that might be good enough for them. We'll see. I I just felt like Ron Rivera was the best move. Felt like Rivera gave them things. Rivera gave them things that they needed, and they may not have seen it. But the good thing about it is this, and if it doesn't work out, Sirianni's out of there. There's, there's no other, there's no other way to put it. If they don't have, a, if they're not playing in the NFC title game next year, I think it's safe to say Nick Sirianni would be out of there. He's going into the fourth year of a five-year deal, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So yep. they're they're already looking at extensions, trying to decide what they're going to do. And it just makes smart business sense not to fire him now because then you got to pay him two years. And no one wanted Belichick. And there really, the market, really, there wasn't anyone out there that you would maybe Harbaugh, but do you really want to add Harbaugh? I, I, I don't think Harbaugh, after the disaster that was Chip Kelly. So, yeah, when it's all said and done, it was a smart move to keep him. And you let him pick his guys that he wants to go to battle with. And if it doesn't work out, they all leave at the end of the day. I just don't know if Angio is better than Rivera. And I definitely think Rivera would have been the move. Chris, I appreciate you, brother. Thank you as always. We got uh what three weeks left, man. Three weeks left crazy. in the season. This season flies by, man. I don't know. Thank you for having me on, but I can't believe how fast the season's flew by already, man. It's crazy. It, <laughs> it's it crazy. feels like just yesterday the Eagles were ten and one. <laughs> all the worst voice to me all the worst voice to me in the road when you need it. <laughs> yeah, they, they, it was like just yesterday they were ten and one, and I was sitting up here singing their praise. Now I'm now I'm crying in my bucket of tears. That's it for this episode of Unparalleled Sports Talk, everybody. For Chris Franklin and Kwame Fisher Jones, if you enjoyed the podcast, make sure you like, share, subscribe, comment, whatever your podcast platform allows you to do. And as always, we appreciate your time of year. You be easy. <laughs>